Hey everyone, it's Ed from the VG Embassy. It's almost June, and I'm sure you know what that means. It's almost time for the Masters of VGM event. This is an event where for the entire month, all of your favorite VGM podcasts will focus on one theme around video game music composers. This year, we're sharing composers that we feel might deserve a little bit more of the spotlight than they're currently getting. There's going to be a ton of shows participating. Um, let me see. I have that list here. Uh, hey, hey, Larry, you got that list? No, no, not the grocery list. The list of all the podcasts. Yeah. What do you mean you gave it to me already? No, I don't. I don't have it. I'll look. All right. Oh, here it is. My bad. My bad. All right. So it's going to be my show, as well as Nerd Noise Radio, Shujin Academy VGM Club, A VGM Journey, VG Emporium, ReVGM, Gameable Audio, BG Mania, Rhythm and Pixels, CRT Sound System, Volt Supreme Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine, and more. More. What do you mean more, Larry? Who are the, who's the more? No, I don't, I don't know. Did you put more on here? All right, well, I guess there's going to be more. If you want to find out who the more is, check out mastersofvgm.com on your favorite web browser or hit up the tweets at mastersofvgm. We hope you enjoy the event. You're listening to the main theme from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Released May 12th, 2023, composed by Manaka Kataoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ahashi, and Tsukasa Sui.
What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show this week, it is Link. I mean, Bedroth. What? 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 <laughs> What's up, man? I am... Uh, it's the Sky Islands. From, yeah, uh, yeah, back from the depths, I was about to say, so we're just dropping references right and left here. <laughs> As we should be. As Heck we yeah, should man. be. Because it's all we're doing, is all we're doing, and we'll... It's all so many people I know are doing, and all oh, yeah. we're talking about, and oh, yeah. what we're talking about tonight. The entire industry is enthralled with Tears of the Kingdom, as they should be, and uh, we are going to obviously talk a lot about that here in just a moment. But before we do, real quick, if you'd be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcast or whichever app you chose and listen to us on and drop a quick rating interview. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well, patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. Oh, check out our Tears of the Kingdom. See what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. <laughs> if not, continuing to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works on as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, Jexx and Zanku. So yeah, man, the uh, the ball continues to roll. I was trying to think of a clever pun to use, but I couldn't think of one in quick enough time. Uh, as, we, as we progress and pay tribute and celebrate the Legend of Zelda franchise, obviously two weeks ago talking about Zelda-like games last week, diving into Hyrule Fields forever. Now this week, finally talking about, finally listening to, and finally just getting to appreciate The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, and appreciate it. I have been, for sure. Oh man, uh, I don't even know where to start. You already kind of kind of started with your, your commentary with Kyle on uh, Play on Arrival. Yes, the initial impressions from both Kyle and I over on Play on Arrival this past week. Uh, I likely will repeat some of that on this episode. Now, I will also say, I have a feeling, okay, hear me out, I have a feeling, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably okay with hearing about certain things in the game. Because I feel like if you, if you, if you were trying to stay media blackout, right, if you didn't want to know anything about the game, you wouldn't be listening to an episode that is all about the music right for sure i would i would say the same thing and i have been and i'm still trying kind of continuing to try to avoid most spoilers but like i knew that you and kyle weren't that much further than i was and so i felt okay listening to you guys so i would imagine that most people are in that same boat uh and for anybody who is out there brian and i are each we talked earlier before we started recording we're each about 30 hours in at this point um, I will say that for me, um, I was actually just saying, just like he and Kyle talked about on Play on Arrival, for anybody who hasn't heard that, my 30 hours almost definitely doesn't look like his or Kyle's. Well, we're going to explore that. We're going to explore that on the episode today because that's why I was prefacing that. Like, oh man, I don't even, I don't even know if I pronounced that right because I'm so, so tired at the moment. You did. You're good. And I don't, I don't <laughs> even care if I didn't, but um, <laughs> I'm going to probably talk about things that some people might consider light spoilers. Now, yeah. I'm not going to talk, and I don't think you will either, about narrative stuff, right? Like, I'm going to avoid anything like that. I'm obviously not going to jump. And I think I avoided picking certain tracks because the titles of it would have been narrative spoilers. And I appreciate that because I haven't seen the whole soundtrack. I have only seen I've what listened you put on to the list. so much of it. I've listened to so <laughs> much of it in prep for this episode. I know you had me pick all the tracks, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't care. But and a lot of that was also just so I could play more of the game. No, <laughs> and that's, like that's totally fine. Yeah, no, I don't mind <laughs> listening to the soundtrack and 
Spoilers yeah. never bother me. Like, I don't care. Spoilers don't bother me. So I avoided picking certain things, but some things in here, right? Like, there might be, obviously, are there dungeons? Aren't there dungeons? We're going to talk about that. And I know some yeah. people were trying to stay away from that, but we're going to talk about that. So... Uh, there will be light spoilers, but nothing that I think would, if you came into this episode just thinking it would all be about music, if you stay and listen, I don't think you'd be upset at the end. I will say, um, just for my part, uh, and here is where we will start getting into very light, very, very light spoiler territory. I'm not giving away anything narrative-wise either, but just to say where I am, um, I am just about to the first main narrative goal with the first significant side character who uh, kind of joins Link on his quest, at least for part of his quest. Um, I put off continuing that part of the narrative for a while because I wanted to explore. Uh, I have unlocked the entire surface map. Um, did you go around and do all the sky towers already? I did. I went around and did all the okay. sky towers already. I've I only like done, having the map. I've only done five <laughs> sections so far. I, I like I like seeing all the places. It's interesting how they kind of overlap with the uh, Sheikah Tower areas, but not completely. Yeah, um, some of them are different cool. locations. Yes, um, I have gone to a few different places in the sky and just kind of done some random side stuff, dude. We'll talk about this later as well. There is so much more side stuff in this game. Oh, um, it's a plethora. It's this, I, again, I mentioned this when I thought, when I was talking actually about Jedi Survivor. It probably wasn't on this show. It's probably on Planet Arrival, but I said it was Planet Arrival, yeah. I felt like Jedi Survivor had too much, and I said, I think I'm going to feel that way about Tears of the Kingdom. And I do. I think Tears okay. of the Kingdom has too much stuff to do. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. I've got a slightly different take than you do. Um, not because I necessarily disagree, but because I look at it from a different perspective, I think. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I'm just, uh, that, so that's where I am. It's 30 hours and that's what now I've you, done. Now I'm, you I'm avoided saying what section you're in. You avoided saying what section you're in. I'm, I was going to, I was just going to flat out say I went Northwest first. So I went toward the Rito village first. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I am. I am right now in the sky above Laredo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's that's main mission wise. I'm still on that mission. Um, okay. Yeah. Same. Here. I I am trying to figure out how I get up into that freaking vortex or whatever. Okay. <laughs> well. Um. Yeah. I'm still on all the little like mini islands and uh, ships that are surrounding the vortex and kind of making my way up as well. Um, yeah, but, but See, like I, I haven't actually gotten that far now. Granted, I actually just got to that section of the main story earlier today before we actually recorded. So what I've been doing as I go, um, I go when I enter a new section. So I'll go grab the section. I immediately run to the sky tower and then I will go about that little section. I stay in the section that I just unlocked on the map. And I'm going about and finding all the shrines. Now, oh. I will say, I'm not using a guide. I'm not using an actual walkthrough. What I'm using is an interactive map. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah, I look I to see where the shrines actually are. Yeah, mapgenie.io. I, I might use that if I, I ended up using something very similar to that in Breath of the Wild when I was looking for the last couple of shrines. 
Um, and definitely when I started looking for Korok seeds, which I never finished, but uh, that's the only thing I didn't finish in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so that opening track that we came in with, obviously, we're probably going to do that on this episode. Uh, we'll try to reel it in. We'll make sure that it sticks to that under two hour mark that I've been trying to hit on all of them, which we've been <laughs> really good with. Yeah. The opening track was the main theme, the full version of the main theme from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, we're not going to mention this every single time, but Tears of the Kingdom did come out as of time of recording a week ago, as of time you guys are listening to it, roughly two weeks ago on May 12th, 2023. And it was composed by Manaka Kataoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ahashi, and Tsukasa Usui. Some of those names I'm familiar with, but not all of them. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. But this track, I haven't heard it in the game yet. Throughout my 30-ish hours, I'm somewhere north of 30 hours, I've not heard it in the game. I've heard pieces of it, else I feel like I have some in some places. And mm-hmm. the title yeah. track is similar to sections in the main theme, but yeah. I haven't heard this yet in the actual game. Now, we've heard a lot of this in the trailers leading up to release. Um, like a minute, a minute and a half version of this existed in the final trailer before the release. Uh, it's 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 great. It's what made me really hopeful for the soundtrack to Tears of the Kingdom. And as we listen to this first block, I'm going to tell you how I feel on the soundtrack to Tears of the Kingdom. So, yeah, I, I think that's good timing. I was thinking the same thing. And uh, I loved I want to say I loved that trailer medley. Um, it also got me really excited. And it was really cool. The uh, there's a you hear part of the motif as you're leaving the tutorial area, which is in the sky. As you're leaving yeah, to go down the, the surface, Great Sky Island, yeah. That, and it's and they actually they showed that scene in the trailer, so it wasn't really new, but it was it was so cool. Uh, I want to say really quickly that main motif, the do 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 do. I feel like it's gonna come back. It also. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. It reminds me of, I think it's called Masquerade by Shoji Maguro from Persona 5. Where oh. she goes, I'm a shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> or a <Okay>. shapeshifter. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I can't I can't hear the, the tears motif without, <laughs> without hearing You're that. You're right. But. It actually is very similar. <laughs> I'm listening to it again. It's very similar. Yeah. It's different, of course, but that it always reminds me of that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm actually also excited about is I don't know that you have heard most of what we're going to listen to yet today. I haven't. I've definitely heard some of it. I've gotten close to some of it, but I haven't heard all of it. I'll be interested to hear what is similar to, and obviously some things are different from Breath of the Wild because they weren't in it, but some of these tracks were in Breath of the Wild, so it'll be interesting, you know, to hear some of those. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, want to go ahead and jump in? Yeah, let's do it. All right, well, then starting out our first block, we're going to listen to My Home from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
Next up, we're going to listen to Hateno School from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Rounding out this first block, we're going to listen to Kakariko Village Day from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh. 
All right, coming back in, we're listening to My Home from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I love this, dude. I love this for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, I'll just talk about the instrumentation. The The, the, the acoustic guitar here is just, it's such a nice touch. Um, have not gotten here yet. Uh, this, Nor have this I. This happens a little bit later. It's a yeah. an optional, you know, side thing that you can do, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty fun for people who like this kind of thing. Um. But yeah, do you want to you want to spill the beans on one of the main reasons we like this so much? Yeah. So if you speed this up to two times, right, if you go two times the speed, it is the home theme or your house theme mm-hmm. from Ocarina of Time. <laughs> it's so, so cool. And this is such a dope version. Like, you know, I love Ocarina of Time. We talked about so many times. But hearing this, which this is one of my favorite house themes in Zelda, honestly, hearing it like this slowed down on this acoustic guitar they're using here. This just sounds so cool. Like, I really, really dig this. Yeah, it's so relaxing, so chill. Um, And, you know, it fits because Ocarina is such a more active game, so much more tightly packed. And Tears of the Kingdom is so much it's more spread out and more like go at your own pace and. You know, so just sitting back and kind of kind of chilling out to this theme in your house. It's it's like it's that's cool. That's a cool idea. And I like that they're still continuing to call back to older Zelda titles in new ways. You know, oh, yeah. building on Absolutely. what they did in Breath of the Wild. This changing of the landscape caused by the upheaval has also opened up some new areas that you can explore um, underground, but not the deep underground. Uh, talking about caves are now a thing. Yeah, caves. Lots and lots of caves. Too many damn oh. caves. <laughs> lots and lots of caves with a with a new kind of collectible in each cave uh, that you'll people crap. can find. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I guess now's a good time as good a time to talk about it as any. So, I know what you're saying. Um, I feel like you know one of the big complaints that I heard from people. I didn't feel this way necessarily, but from people on Breath of the Wild is that there was too much open space. Like you could walk for like ten minutes and not find really anything and you still can in this game you still can do that that is possible yeah uh but i would imagine that in most of those places where you can walk for 10 minutes there is a cave there's a well there's somebody with a side adventure or a side quest um there's a a portal to the depths there's a, a piece of debris that fell down that you can ride to the sky you know there's something there and if you want to you can ignore it and just focus on what you're doing um, but if you're anything like me, you know, it's like, I might have ADD, but hey, look, a squirrel. <laughs> At what point does it become uh, overwhelming, though? Like, there's just so much stuff to do. That's why I pick and choose what I want to do, because primarily in Zelda games, at least back in the day, right, when they were releasing on SNES and 64, even GameCube, Wind Waker, I 100% completed Wind Waker. I used to always 100% Zelda games. I didn't probably even do 20% of the content in Breath of the Wild. And I probably will be similar here in Tears of the Kingdom. I I am going to be ignoring a lot of stuff just because I feel like there's too much to do. And exploring those caves, going down the wells are pointless. Exploring the (laughs) caves, usually, sometimes, right? You can get a good piece of armor in there or a good helm or good set of legs, right? Like for whatever, they have a lot of stuff. Uh, with yeah. side quests with side quests of course of course so but 
but yeah, I think for the most parts, um, the game is set up so that if you just follow the story and do a few side quests, you'll explore some of what Hyrule has to offer. And that's going to be enough for some people. Uh, this is not the same kind of Zelda that we had, even as recently as Skyward Sword on the Wii. Um, this is a new breed of Zelda, and not everybody is going to have time to 100% this, even if they wanted to. Uh, I didn't 100% Breath of the Wild. I did much more than you, um, because oh, I don't play as sure. many games as you do, and I just... I fell in love with Hyrule so much and I loved exploring it so much that I just kept jumping back in even, you know, five, six years later, I would boot up Breath of the Wild and play for a few hours and just go explore and find new stuff. And the only thing I didn't finish was the Korok Seeds. I 100%ed everything else in that game. Um, second track in our block to get us back on track <laughs> is Hateno School. Indeed. Or however you want to pronounce the name of this town. I love this. I absolutely love this, dude. This is so cool. Yeah, man. It's it is. It's quirky fun. It does have kind of a an old schoolhouse vibe. Um, I mentioned it reminded me a little bit of Professor Layton, which is kind uh -huh. of a you know an educational kind of game, um, in a way. And I didn't make it to this building. I did make it to Hatino Village, uh, but I didn't go into the school yet because I was exploring other stuff. So fair, fair. I'm sure maybe main mission wise points you to this location at some point. at some point i'm sure yes yeah this school was founded at some point by zelda and they yes. tell you at lookout landing like right after you get to the surface that yeah they tell you it that. was one of the hubs for like rebuilding hyrule so yeah so this is an important place at least in the lore of the story so i'm sure like you said it becomes important yeah but i just i really dig this this is a lot of fun i think this is very very fun i'm curious to see like how the inside of the school looks to see if this track mm -hmm. sounds this way and feels this way for a reason. Um, it, I'm trying to think, it has elements of, like you said, Professor Layton, like I'm picking up more and more elements as I listen to it again of calling back to our steampunk episode, right? Like this has a lot of steampunk vibes. Yeah, and I think that makes sense because we see at least a little bit of something akin to steampunk and the Sheikah technology in this we game. We do, we do. Uh, the Sheikah towers are, are air propelled. Um, and uh, the, you know, so there is that. Um, this also sounds similar to some of the Ocarina of Time building music, like the, you know, the shooting gallery and the house theme and the shop theme. It's, it does. It's got it's got some instrumentation. There's some just some some melodic uh, sounds akin to that, and I think that's really cool. But yeah, it will be interesting to see the inside of the schoolhouse. I might just have to boot up and go visit that when we get done, so I can see. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And uh, but yeah, then that leads us to uh, another familiar place, and one of the first I think repeat tracks from Breath of the Wild. But with a new element added. Yes, in. indeed. This is Kakariko Village, the day theme. And man, I love this version. This is such a great version. Obviously, yeah, it's very, very similar, right, to what we heard in, in Breath of the Wild. But man, is it was gorgeous then. It's still gorgeous now. Like this... This is just an absolute delight to listen to. A lot of these locations have a day version, an early day version, like an early evening version, an evening into yeah. night version, an absolute night version. Like there's so many different versions of some of this music. It reminds me, obviously, with what Nintendo does in games like Xenoblade, but it more mm -hmm. reminds me of what Nintendo does with Animal Crossing. And I do feel mm -hmm. like because I did say I would tell you how I feel about the soundtrack after we listen to that first block. 
I feel like this soundtrack is heavily inspired in a lot of ways by Animal Crossing, but it does bring back a lot of core elements that I missed about the Zelda soundtracks from Breath of the Wild, right? Because I felt like Breath of the Wild was such a deviation from what they used to do with Zelda. Now, Tears of the Kingdom still is a deviation, right? There's still a lot of open space in the actual area music as you're just walking about the field. I was really disappointed after I fell down from the Great Sky Island and initially landed in Hyrule Field that, you know, some epic overworld music didn't kick in. Music did kick in, but it's more of what we heard in Breath of the Wild. Very open, very, very lightly atmospheric, just a couple instruments here and there, and then a lot of open space. But by and large, the soundtrack in Tears of the Kingdom is immensely better than what we got in Breath of the Wild in terms of true Zelda form. So I appreciate this. Well, and I think that because there is so much more in the world, uh, the world is so much more lived in now. There's so many people. Um, my, uh, uh, my kid Dusk said that it feels so organic um, how everything works in this world. I think that that gives rise to more like specific locations that can have their own music and it, it makes those spaces in between last, not quite as long. Um, and it also, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where I can appreciate that open space in the field because so much in the field depends on like a, a lot of, a lot of when you know something is around is something is happening is when the music changes, whether it, it's your, you're like you're coming up to a stable or you've wandered into a new area or there's an enemy behind you, you know, um, it's cued by a change in music. And I feel like if you had like a constant area theme, um, that might be a little harder to, you know, to, to pick up. I will say the sound design in this game is also, I think, a big improvement over Breath of the Wild. Agreed. If you get, like, I don't know if you have heard the difference in um, the sound effects once you get into a snowy area. Oh, I mean, the entire Rito area is covered in snow. Yeah. Uh, things are more more muted, more muffled um, because of that snow. When you get to the Farron region, that's basically a jungle. Okay. It sounds like a freaking jungle, dude. Like there's all, there's like monkey sounds and everything now, uh, like parrots squawking and stuff. I don't know that we've ever seen a monkey. Well, no, we have in some Zelda games. There have been monkeys. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kiki from uh, Kiki. Link to the Past. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. We've been talking quite a bit on this one. Do you want to jump into uh, our second block? Yeah, let's do that as we continue to explore the music in Tears of the Kingdom again. You know, just as a reminder, it did release on May 12th, 2023, four composers. I'm not mentioning it every time. Manaka Kataoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ohashi, and Tsukasa Sui. Uh, I kind of paired these blocks, right? So that first block we just listened to, in my head, those were locations from towns or just a town mm-hmm. itself, right? So yeah. this next block we're about to... To move into in my head right these are just locations that exist in the overworld proper or in you know just the world itself so area music more or less or shrine music <laughs> in in the case of the last track so but for now let's go ahead and take a listen to ancient zora waterworks from the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom Thank you. 
Next up in this block, let's take a listen to Gerudo Village Underground from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Shrine Battle from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Thank you. 
Coming back in, we are talking about Ancient Zora Waterworks from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And man, oh, this what an is, awesome track, this man. Is, this is, man, this is such a cool block, first of all. But this oh, track, yeah. very strong. This block. track is haunting, dude. Like, it is just, oh, it makes me feel things. <laughs> the word for this track is ethereal. Yeah, <laughs> you're a word that you like to use a lot. Yep, this is, man, this is like, like, I don't even know, uh, I'm very curious to know, you and I were talking about this, what this area looks like in the game. Mm. Like you were saying, I definitely picture like some water wheels. Yeah. You know, gears turning, some soft water blue light. trickling down. Yeah. Blue mm. hues. Yep. Uh, maybe some mist rising up from the water. Like I'm picturing a lot of things here and I'm hoping it gives some of those vibes because the music certainly does. This does have a Zora feel to me, right? Like Zora music does, does kind of sound in this vein. I'm very curious what this looks like. Yeah, this, I mean, it, it reminds me, like you said, it reminds me of Twilight Princess. It also yeah. reminds me Heavy a little Twilight bit of the Water vibes. Temple it in does, Ocarina yeah. of Time. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and it sounds like underwater music. Uh, as far as I have been able to find out, you cannot swim underwater in this game. Uh, not just that I've like seen. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, not that I've seen. Obviously, you can like dash around and swim around and pick up fish in right. the water. But yeah. But if you could, this is what it would sound like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very, very subdued, right? It sounds like you're underwater. That's, I'm hope, oh man, this, this would be cool. If this area was underwater, but you were just like in a like encapsulated in mm -hmm. the ancient Zora waterworks, but it actually was underwater, that would be sick. And you like look around like through the walls, and you, you can see, see like, the, the fish, fish and stuff. Exactly, that'd yeah. be dope as hell. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, just, I mean, this would not be out of place in like Abzu, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so good. Austin Winery. Yeah. Yep. And a new location, you know, the, this, the ancient waterworks were not in not Breath, in of, Breath the of the Wild. Yeah. So not in Breath of the Wild. So and like your, your second track was also not in Breath of the Wild, but right? it's under yeah. a location that was <laughs> two, lo two, two things that are new, which I also, you know, purposely did for this because wanted to highlight some new things in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, again, absolutely adore this track, dude. Like, that chanting in the background, it gives me vibes of Ocarina of Time's Fire Temple. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's so good, dude. Um, I like the Middle Eastern flair here. It reminds me, like you said, a little of the Fire Temple. Uh, of course, in Ocarina of Time, the Spirit Temple was the Gerudo place. Yes, 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 yes. That that had a little more of a... That was almost more similar to what we just heard in the Zora Temple. In ancient um, it Zora, was more exactly. Yep. spiritual. Uh, but this this is so reminiscent of the main Gerudo uh, village 
theme and so i think it fits it fits really well yeah and i'm curious to see really what well. the underground is for like is is this a yeah, place like, where what, what's the reason you have to come? go down there yeah like what's the reason <laughs> yeah. you have to go down there what actually is down there and do you have to go through a similar process to get into Gerudo Village this time that you had to in Breath of the Wild. I wouldn't think you would have to, because again, it's the same link, just, you know, a little bit in the future. Yeah, I, I wonder if we know that Ganon is Gerudo. Yes. And so I wonder if the underground is like, I love that we're 30 hours in the game and we're still speculating about things. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is pure speculation, everybody. This yeah, is not spoilers. No, no I clue. wonder if the underground is like the Gerudo rebellion against Ganondorf, who is like trying to use the place as his like new seat of power. Oh. Maybe, um, maybe, or maybe it's just a place under Gerudo Village, you know, yeah, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe it's literally know. just a couple rooms and we're way overthinking it. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> maybe so. It'll be fun to find out, though, for sure. But this is such a cool sounding track. And I told you for anyone that and I know sometimes, you know, I know Kyle's listening to this episode and he's going to hate this, but. For anyone that's a fan of Bon Jovi on his Crossroads <laughs> album, which was basically a compilation of his hits, but with a couple new things, yeah. uh, such as uh, Always, right? That's the only album that exists on, I believe. Um, same thing with Better Roses, I, I think, as well. I'm pretty sure that's the only album that exists on, too. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Uh, Living on a Prayer has a version that's just called like Living on a Prayer 94 or Prayer 94 or something mm -hmm. like that. And the drum beat in that version of that song is identical to the drum beat in this track. <laughs> Legit identical. Yeah. I'd be very curious to overlay them and see how close it matches. Yeah, the instruments are different, but the beat itself, you're absolutely right. It's uh, um, just kind of a slow like I, feel, I feel like Bon Jovi singing along to this, it would fit. Like, it would it would actually flow exactly oh, as yeah. it should. I could hear that. I could hear that for sure. Our last track in that block there is much different than those first two tracks in that block. And much more energetic, the shrine battle from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Did I did we say we were talking about Gerudo Village Underground from Tears of the Kingdom? I don't even know if we ever we did. did. We just kind of started yeah. talking yeah. about it. Oh, we did, okay. But yeah, Shrine Battle from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you pointed out how similar it sounds in areas to like Guardian music. And oh yeah, yeah, it, from Breath it, of the it Wild. Really, it really does, but man. Hearing this music in the shrines that do have combat in them, because not every shrine has combat, and I love the shrines that don't have combat. Those puzzle shrines are my favorite shrines to do, but... Um, yeah, they're really cool. And there are a couple of... Uh, even the combat shrines themselves are different. The, the combat shrines uh, that are similar to, like, the tests of strength in the last game yeah. are all... Throw, like, they throw an you, item at a... Exactly. Yeah. Throw an item at a construct mm -hmm. or something, yeah. There are a couple of combat shrines, though, that I found. I don't know if you come across any of these that are more like um, uh, Eventide Island or the Trial of the Sword, where you walk in the shrine, all your gear is gone. And you are naked link and you have to get through a test, as, you know, with just the items in that shrine. Yeah, I did. I did one like that. And it was basically just like picking up a spicy pepper and throwing it at an item at an enemy. <laughs> it's kind of stupid, found, actually. We're, we're a little we're actually a little more intensive than that. But um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, so I like the variety here. But man, I've been sitting here trying to figure out the time signature to this track and I can't. 
for the oh, life yeah. of me. I, I would not be able to tell you it's... anything like that on this. <laughs> so anyone who can decipher that, more power to you. But it just sounds so flipping cool. It's a really, really cool sounding track. And I do like that you get to hear it. Not regularly, but every now and then. And when it does kick in, man, I just always, man, I just smile. This is such a cool track. And you even said, mm-hmm. right, like, when you've heard it in game, you never actually got to sit there. And I never really did either until I listened to it and when I was doing prep for this episode. But you don't really get to just sit there and listen to it in game. And getting to appreciate everything that went into this and everything that's going on in this track and just how dope it actually sounds. This is really cool. Yeah, it's so much fun. Love this so much. And man, I'm glad we're doing this. This is this whole episode is just really making me love the game even more. <laughs> yeah, it actually it actually terrifies me that I, I mean, obviously this releases two weeks after the game did, but like not too many people have been uploading things for Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack, right? Like there's in in terms of availability, not everything is available for this game. Yeah. So I'm just hoping that I don't find a, a cease and desist pull this cease episode down notice in my email after I post this one. Yeah, I'm actually quite terrified yeah. to see what happens with this. Because this is going to be the soonest we release a, an episode on a on a Nintendo game or on a no, I did Splatoon like really early, but I mean Zelda I think is bigger than Splatoon. Let's be honest, it sold 10 million copies in three days. Um, well, and, and I mean the Nintendo ninjas can do whatever they want, but I feel like I what I've always heard is that with podcasting because we build in so much commentary uh, that it falls under fair use, and um, and, and they but, they have to reasonably expect like. People that just want to listen to the music probably aren't listening to a podcast just to listen to music because of all the chatter in between. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I, and that's, and that's specifically why I don't timestamp my episodes because I feel yeah. like if I timestamped, they could make an argument that people could just use it as um, a means to listen to the music. So a little helpful hint for those out there that do, because some of you do put timestamps in your episodes, not putting them in there might actually help you out. <laughs> yeah, but we will, uh, you know, we will see. We will see. But um, oh, this is just so much fun. Hope everybody out there is enjoying listening to our banter and to the music as well. Um, I am excited about this next block. Yeah. What what, so what is this pumped. next block? all about bedroth i think you were able to determine what my groupings were here yeah <laughs> it's not very hard to decipher this next block it's all like monsters and villains dude uh and i love this because there is there's one returning from breath of the wild and then there are two returning from uh previous games yeah and i was really excited to see one because you i picked it was in one the of the tracks in this block i did i picked it, it this contains one of the tracks i picked because it made an impression on me in the game the only i didn't track hear it for picked. very long and we'll <laughs> talk about why you picked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes yeah well we'll talk about why i didn't hear it very long when we come back but we're going to start out with a with a slightly familiar one another one that's a kind of an update from Breath of the Wild. This is the Hinox battle music from Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
Next up, we're going to listen to Gliok from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Rounding out our third block, we're going to listen to Ganondorf's theme from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom.
coming back, we are listening to the Hinox battle theme from Tears of the Kingdom. Man, uh, so this is very, very similar to the way it was in Breath of the Wild, and I don't care because it was one of the best songs in Breath of the Wild. It's It's, so good. It's still one of the great songs in Tears of the Kingdom as well. Uh, There is some differences here, right? There's some differences Mm -hmm. in the actual track to set it apart from what we had in Breath of the Wild, but man, now I've seen one, you know, I've seen one out in the wild here, but I've not actually went and fought it. I haven't fought in any of the more tougher enemies yet, just because I know they'd stomp me into the ground. I know I can't beat any of them right now. I only have seven hearts. Uh, did you fight the mini boss on the Great Sky Island? In the, like, the little platform area? Yes. I did. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, at this point I have, I have beaten a Hinox, um, and I have beaten one of the things we saw in the trailer, a battle talus. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, and, and they're, they're, the fights themselves are fairly similar to what they were in Breath of the Wild. There's not any really noticeable differences. So, um, I mean, and, but I think, you know, they worked perfectly in Breath of the Wild. So if it ain't broke, you know, um, yeah. How many hearts did you have when you took one down? Um, I, I have about seven, maybe okay, eight so hearts. You're, yeah, you're about in the same spot that I, I I have put a little bit more into my stamina as of recently with the shrines I've been unlocking, just so I have more, you know, stamina to glide around or stamina to climb. And another difference in the way that I've been playing is <laughs> I, I, I will actually go to a shrine and, like, trigger it so I can warp to it, and then I'll leave without actually doing the shrine. Oh, so I just yeah, have more so... places to warp around. I, every time I trigger one, I do it. I only trigger it when I'm ready to do it. Fortunately, the map, you know, uh, easily differentiates between the ones you've you've just triggered and the ones you've actually beaten. So I can go back and knock out, you know, several at a time when I want to. But uh, I've been getting I did, by okay. I didn't actually realize that it differentiated. Yeah. So it's, you know, once you beat it, it's a blue diamond. Um, if you trigger it but don't beat it, the inside of the diamond is orange and the outside is blue. Oh, I, I guess I've never looked because as I trigger them, I always just do yeah, it. Yeah, because, so. yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you beat them as you find them. So, yeah. And uh, I didn't do that very much in Breath of the Wild, but I've been doing it in this game just because, like I said, I wanted to see as much of the world as I could. So, but man, uh, we haven't talked about it much because, like I said, it's really similar. Mm-hmm. I love these horns. I love that, that, uh, that, like, I, I guess it's some kind of, like, Eastern woodwind instrument, and I don't know what it's called. It's driving me crazy. Um, something like a shamisen or something like that, but it's uh, that really high-pitched um like reed sounding instrument. It sounds kind of like a high pitched oboe or something. Yeah. 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 Um, but that, and then the trumpets just wailing friggin' love it, dude. This it's track is such, so great. Yeah. It's such a cool track, man. I love it so much. I was glad to hear it again. I was really glad yeah. to hear it again when I saw it on the soundtrack. Me too. Me too. And, uh, then, yeah, the next one is the track that I picked for the episode. It is. Um, I, I heard Gleok. enough of it that I, I knew I was going to want to play it. The Gleok, for anybody who doesn't get this reference, in the original Legend of Zelda, um, every dungeon had a slightly different, or had a different boss. A couple of them were variations, like re- re- repetitions, but one of the bosses was a three-headed dragon. Yeah, this goes Gleok. all the way back to the freaking NES, man. Yep, yep. And and there were a couple of callbacks. There was a creature in Links of the Past that was similar, but there was there was one in Phantom Hourglass that I remember. Okay, okay. And like like I said uh, last time, I haven't played that one. So yeah. Um. But yeah, this 
goes back to the original and this creature was in the trailer so like I saw some of the I saw it from a distance and I was like oh it's that dragon from the trailer but it didn't click with me because it's from the friggin first game <laughs> and then I got close enough to one that the name popped up on the screen and I was like that's a friggin Gleok and then the music <laughs> started I was like this is amazing and I had like five hearts at a time and I was like I'm just gonna see what this is like <laughs> so I jumped down and I lasted maybe 10 seconds oh, I, These think things... I, I think I know exactly which one you probably tried to fight then because it's probably the one that I first saw out in the open um I don't know maybe not this one is uh it's in a place where you fight a Lionel in the first game in Breath of the Wild okay 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 so again I've only I've only been in those central areas and then oh, up it's, to the it's northwest. in the central so. area then it's it in might, the central area. Okay, then it then it probably is the same one I did encounter. Is it in the Coliseum? Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's the one I tried to fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um also in Central Hyrule, there's one guarding a bridge. Um, and then there's one flying around when you get up into the snowy area that we're in now. Yeah, um, that one I've seen types. him. I've seen him, but I've obviously not gone near him yet. Oh, yeah, it's, dude. Um, I don't plan to fight things. one of these until much later in the game. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to have at least, like, 12 or 13 hearts and yeah. lots of potions and stuff before and I even attempt And some good weapons. Like, my best weapons are still anywhere from in their, like, 20s to 30s, and I know that there's weapons that are just insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have... These things make Lionels look like... Uh, I'm going to say, like, maybe like a Black Hinox. <laughs> You know, um, I or maybe it's just because I got so used to fighting Lionels. Um, and once I get used to fighting a Gleok, it'll be the same. But man, these things are tough. <laughs> but the music is awesome. Love the, the music. The music is so dope, dude. <laughs> the music is so dope. It's so intense. I love the part at the end where it just starts going like, kind of like, it kind of, you know, speaking of Phantom Hourglass going into spirit tracks, right? It kind of sounds like that track we listened to last week in, uh, like, I forget what the name of it was, but it's the overall theme for Spirit Tracks, but it yeah. has that, like, train vibe as well, so um, reminds me of that. But man, that brings us to Ganondorf's theme. And oh my god, dude, what a great, great theme this is for Ganon. And like or, you sorry, said, Ganondorf. this sounds like it could be... Yeah, uh, sounds like it could be battle music. Yeah, this is Ganon when he's, you know, you know, a squat little guy, looks like he's walking on his knees, you know, Ganondorf. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, you said you, this sounds like it could be battle music. It does maybe, kind maybe of not. sound like battle sure. music, right? Even it's just called Ganondorf's theme, but it, to me, it sounds like it has a natural progression of how a battle might flow. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds similar to the Ganondorf battle theme in Twilight Princess, which it is does. hella long. <laughs> yeah, it really is. That that final boss gauntlet in Twilight Princess is brutal, but um, but man, this this is the most badass that Ganondorf has looked since Twilight Princess. Oh um, yeah. Well, I mean, I say that he wasn't really in any games since then, uh, because in Skyward Sword it wasn't Ganondorf; uh, it was Demise, uh, the sort of proto Ganondorf. Right. Um. And he hasn't really been in too much since then, but... Uh, Breath of the Wild was Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon, yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom was uh, Yuga Ganon, because Yuga was the bad guy from Low Rule who kind of this is Tears took of the, the Ganon spirit you meant, onto him. You mean A Link um, Between Worlds? I meant Link Between Worlds, yes. Link Between Worlds. Um, don't know anything about Triforce Heroes, and like you said, it's not yeah, a mainline yes. game anyway, so... But man, ugh, Ganondorf looks so freaking awesome. 
And the voice acting, you mentioned Matthew Mercer. Matthew Mercer, Mercer. absolutely. Yeah, dude. Very, very cool to hear him finally in a Zelda game. And I was actually telling you as well, there's a character portrayed by Christina V. um, Oh, yeah. And I love the character, too. Yeah, me too. Me too. One of my favorite characters that I've encountered so far in Tears of the Kingdom. Um, And largely because, again, I tend to just gravitate towards characters she voices because I attach to, to her. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just really cool getting to, to her he- exactly. <laughs> but it's just really cool getting to hear her actually in a Zelda game now. Like that's got to be such an awesome, dope feeling for her. It's got to be as much as you know she loves gaming, and I mean she's been involved in it for so long as Shantae. But yeah, that's that's super cool. I'm really excited for her. Yep. But yeah, man, this theme is just something else. I love. The, the again chanting and vocals used in this track as well it adds so much to it i think this is really 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 cool mm-hmm. yeah it's really intense really it's just it's it's so cool the way that can and just like ganondorf looks you know he looks so cool in the trailer i uh, haven't seen him in game yet of course nor but, have i um, yeah nor have i but but man oh it's just this is this is the Zelda that we wanted when Breath of the Wild came out, and we loved it, but we just weren't quite satisfied. I feel yeah. like this is what we wanted. We've got Ganondorf, we've got music, we've got all the you know the people that we love. We've got a great story. Um, you know, we have all of these puzzles and quests and little things you can do. Man, it's just so good. It's so good. Agreed. <laughs> I'm having a blast. I mean, it's the only game I'm playing right now. Uh, that's why that's all we're going to be talking about on Play on Arrival for the next several weeks, right? It's just Kyle and I are just like Bedroth and I. We are we are enthralled with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And I mean, there's so much other stuff that I could be playing, right? But I don't want to be playing. I started Jedi Fall- Jedi Survivor before this came out with the intention of finishing it before this actually <laughs> released. And then I never did. Obviously, I got busy at work and just couldn't dedicate as much time as I wanted to to the game. But now that Tears of the Kingdom is out, like I haven't even thought about Jedi Survivor, right? Like when I sit down to game, I'm just grabbing my Switch Pro controller, which had to buy a new one. Had to get a new Switch yep. Pro controller to play this game. Um, I heard, my, yeah. my original Switch Pro controller died on me. Uh, it was crapping out potential. Did uh, you uh, did you get your hands on, on the Zelda one? I did not get it yet. I'm still in the market for the actual Tears of the Kingdom Pro controller because I will own that one day. I think it's a really sick looking Pro controller. Um, just like I had to buy the God of War Ragnarok, ra- uh, actual Ragnarok DualSense PS5 controller. Right. Because, man, it just looks <laughs> so dope as well. I, I like buying special edition controllers. I don't know. I almost bought the Splatoon 3 Switch Pro controller when it came out last year because I just thought I loved the colors of it. But um, that Tears of the Kingdom Pro controller, I will get it eventually. But yeah, so um, we were, though, I was talking about, you know, some of the things in Breath of the Wild that we maybe found lacking um, and that we, we see them now in this game. One of the things that you were worried about going into this game is whether or not it would have dungeons. Yeah, traditional, actual Zelda dungeons, right? Like, obviously, Breath of the Wild had the Divine Beasts, which were its versions of temples, its version of dungeons. But man, they weren't that much, right? Like, most of them could be finished in a matter of minutes. Uh, They did not feel as epic, nearly as epic as any of the previous Zelda games prior. I was worried. And I was concerned because leading up to the release of Tears of the Kingdom, we saw nothing. No trailer mentioned dungeons, like no gameplay demonstration ever highlighted dungeon footage. So I was concerned. Yeah. I was absolutely concerned. Now, looking back, those trailers we saw leading up to the release actually do include some elements of the dungeons in there. They were just masked really, really well so that you couldn't tell. But um, Tears of the Kingdom does have dungeons. 
They're in there. They actually has temples. I don't know. Yep. I don't know exactly what they call them. I will say that. I don't know what they're legit called, and I don't know that they even have a name because... Yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, I, I see some people calling them, you know, like Fire Temple, Water Temple, Lightning Temple. I see some people calling them dungeons. I see some people calling them, like, I don't know, just like the the one in the wind, right? It's like a, it, it's a boat, right? And I don't know if it's actually called anything other than a, a ship, like a flying ship, so... These dungeons, though, I'm not but done. Whatever you call them, they're similar enough to them that people are calling them dungeons and temples. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, they, they are legit yeah. dungeons. Now, yeah. they're not as in depth as some of the previous Zelda games, still, right? But they are more traditional Zelda dungeon than we had in Breath of the Wild, mm. which is is nice. Um, I've not done one. You and I are both heading toward the same one, but neither one of us has actually done one of these actual legit dungeons yet. So as we get ready to jump into this block, this next block we're about to, to listen to before we close everything out is all music from the dungeons in the game. Oh, well, before you say the first one, I actually just remembered I, I almost didn't deliver on something I was going to say. Uh -oh. uh, this game has, has a couple of other returning critters besides the, the Gliok. Um, of course, it's got all the same ones from Breath of the Wild. It's got the Moblins and the Bokoblins and the, the Stall, Stall Bokoblins and the Lizals. And, you know, I've, I've seen one Lionel, so they are still here. Um, <laughs> uh, but it also has some animals returning from other Zelda games. In addition to the Gliok, there is a horrifying 3D rendered version of everyone's favorite shield eating monster, the Like Like. Yeah. And man, man, these things. They're massive, <laughs> are, dude. They're massive. They're creepy as hell. And they're perfect. They're just perfect. They're also not difficult to defeat. Let's, I mean, I will they're say. They're really not. Yeah. They're intimidating, but once you learn how to do it, it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but there are also a couple of new ones. Um, one of them I don't think is returning. We saw it in the trailer is a flying creature uh, that is called an Aracuda. Um, and also not difficult to take down, um, but but still really cool. Really, really cool. But the one I was talking about that is very monkey like. Have you encountered the Horriblins yet? Yeah. Isn't there, those are the guys, that, aren't they the ones that cling to the, um, to the ceiling to the yep. ceiling under like Hyrule yep. and yeah, under the castle and yeah, that's, I in think that's where I first stuff. saw yeah. them and there's some in the caves. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, man, they're, uh, <laughs> they're really something and um, the first I'm, just, time I'm not going to say them, else about them. Yeah. The first time I saw them, I, w I walked into a room and there were two up on the ceiling and I, I died quick. I will say I still, this was still early <laughs> for me. Like I was just exploring north of Lookout Landing. Um, going toward like the main quest at that time up just north of that town and I went into the underground area there under the castle and I saw I walked into a room saw those two things on the ceiling I tried fighting them like I did a little bit of damage but I did not stay alive long I still I had like four hearts at the time so I didn't stand much of a chance yeah I, I walked into an area it might actually have even been the same area and I saw them um, and I heard just them down the first. stairs, just down the stairs yeah. under in the mm -hmm. in the castle. Yeah. Yep. I heard them first. And then I looked up and I saw one and I was like, nope. <laughs> I just <laughs> ran out because it was really it was really unsettling at first, the way that they move and the way they look and everything. And then, of course, later, they're actually kind of like the Bokos and the Moblins. They're really funny. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, so that's that's a new one. Um, and there's more stuff to discover, but those are the more noteworthy ones for me. But yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of new things are in these dungeons, including what kind of bosses they may have, because we do see evidence of at least one. And it doesn't have Blight or Ganon in the name. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And the last track we're closing out with is named after the boss of that dungeon that you and I are about to go do. But the last track in this block. Yes, 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 yes. Stop the last track up. in this block, correct. <laughs> yes. Which is also a boss from a, from a previous game. It is. Indeed. So let's listen to this block. Let's jump into it. We are going to start out by taking a listen to Fire Temple from The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom.
Up next, we'll be taking a listen to Water Temple from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Last up in this block, let's take a listen to Kogera Boss Battle from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> 
Coming back in, we are talking about the Fire Temple from The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Man, I can't wait to see how these are set up in the game. Because this music in this block is just so good. Oh man, it's phenomenal. Um, I was saying this doesn't really sound like, part of this doesn't sound like dungeon music to me. It doesn't. I kind of like the direction they took it. Yeah, and it's just... I don't know. It it's so organic. Like it feels like it could be flowing in and out of battles and stuff. And maybe it is. Maybe, maybe that's why it's like this. Because you know that's how Breath of the Wild is. You know, the music flows with you depending on what you're doing. Um, and yeah, just just really cool stuff. Yeah, this is. I I mean, obviously, right? Fire Temple, probably. And I don't know for sure, but I'm I'm assuming this is the the Goron area. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. As, as it usually, generally, I think is. 
um, I so the only there's two locations I know of that I've seen on the map in the world of like okay so I know like where the the Rito dungeons at that you and I are heading to like I know where that one's out on the map and I right. know the general vicinity of where the Gerudo one is down in the desert. Um, but I don't I don't know exactly 100 percent what that one looks like. I just know the general vicinity that it's in just by kind of right. being in that area for a brief second. Um, but the others like this one, the fire temple, no clue where it's actually located. I'm assuming somewhere probably around, you know, where it generally always is up in that area around the mountain um, volcano. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's somewhere in that area, but I can't wait, man. I can't wait to see how these are laid out. I can't wait to go through the first dungeon and and just see what they did here because I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't made my way up to the, uh, the actual like spiral cloud yet, but I'm, I'm getting there and just getting up to the dungeon is, it's been pretty fun so far. It seems it's, it's a lot, man. Like I said, like I, I've done a little bit of it, but I, I, when we started to record, so we, you know, recorded, obviously it's May 18th when we started May 19th now. Um, <laughs> no, and it hasn't been that long. It's just, we record really late at night. So it rolls over to the next day. Yep. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, I I was in the process of doing the platforming and like scaling up toward that as I was playing earlier this evening. So I saved there. So if, when I play, probably won't play again tonight because I probably will just go to bed more done. But when I play tomorrow and all weekend, like that's what I'll like tomorrow. I should theoretically get to the wind dungeon or the wind temple tomorrow. Yeah, I think I will too. I'm getting too, I'm getting too sleepy to do it tonight. But I just uh, want to see sure what I'll one of these look like. Like I'm not rushing the temples. I just want to see one of them in the damn game right <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but yeah this is a great track this is a really really I great also track. i want to see how the boss battles play out but we could talk about that in a second yeah before <laughs> we do before we start talking about those boss battles because the last track actually is a boss battle and i can't wait to talk about that one you and i fell in love with the water temple music from the legends dude Kingdom. i love this water music and yeah, on this playlist Zora Waterworks, right? Like, yeah. Now I did listen to a couple other Zora tracks as well, and they all have this vibe, dude. Like, they just sound so amazing in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I know yeah. for a fact this is going to be my favorite quote-unquote zone or subsection of the map when I get over here. This is going to be mind blowing. I can't wait. And water temples, I mean, just think of the stigma surrounding them. Think of the stigma around a water temple, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's just such an element of tragedy that always seems to surround the Zora for some reason. And I, I don't, I what don't really fully Zora? know what was that red Zora? Why it name? is? His name is Sidon. No, 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 no. Okay, not Sidon. Then. M- um, M- are you Mish- talking about Mish- Mipha? Mif- Mipha? Was it Mipha? Mipha. Yeah. Okay. Mipha. Um. M i p h a. Mipha. I want to see some continuation, and I know there's only so much they can do, but I would love to see and again i don't know if it's in here but i would love to see continuation of of that story somehow here right it, obviously again there's only so much they can do but or even just callbacks or something i'm hoping to see something related to that because that was one of my favorite storyline elements in breath of the wild yeah me too me too i really liked mifa as a character um uh, I liked all four of the champions, actually, and I'd, I'd love to hear some, 
you know, callbacks. I feel like, so from what we have figured out so far, uh, you know, Tulin is obviously a big part of what you're doing in the Rito area already. And we saw in the trailer that there are a couple of places where it looks like some of the people from Breath of the Wild are running alongside Link, like into a battle. Right. And one of those is Sidon, and one of them is Riju, I think her name is, from the, the current ruler of the Gerudo. Um, and so I, I feel like these these characters are each going to like be kind of an echo of the champion um, from you know from your time. So like uh, Tulin is like sort of this game's Rivali, but I still hope that there is some kind of callback to Rivali. You know, yeah, at some point in the whether it's story you know line. like a landmark or something, right? Just some sort of callback to the characters or or descendants of the, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's not that far in the future, but still, maybe right. family members. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Tulin obviously has some similarities to Rivali, even to though Rivali, there's no, yeah. rela- no real relation there. But at least I don't think there is. I don't think that Teba is a descendant of Rivali's. I think that they just are from the same tribe, but I could be wrong. But, maybe we'll but find anyway. out. Maybe we'll find out as we continue to play. But this music, <laughs> man, I, I think my track of show, it's hard because this is a stacked playlist, but I feel like it has to be one of these Zora tracks. They're just so good. Yeah, mine, so, might, so mine good. might be this one right here, the Water Temple music. Either, it's really e- good, dude. Either that or I really do also love the home theme, right? Like your house theme. I really do love that as well. Yeah. But yeah, we also have a boss battle on here, right? Right, a boss battle from another dungeon, <laughs> the one you and I are getting ready to go do, actually. This is yep. Kolgera from the Wind Temple in The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I imagine probably the track is called, like, Kolgera Battle or something. Who knows? But uh, Or Fight Against Kolgera, maybe. But um, this is a technically, like, a, a recurring boss from the Wind Waker, right? In the Wind Waker, we fought at the Wind Temple in the Wind Waker, Mulgera. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is basically the same boss. This is the the frozen version of Mulgara because, you know, the, the Rito area is completely in this freaking blizzard tundra. Um, <laughs> yep. so, so Mulgara becomes Kolgara. She, she's cold. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> I but love man, this. It's so good. It is. It's so good. And I love, 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 love that it calls back to Dragon Roost Island because yeah. that's, you know, that's Rito. That is the Rito. And so it's just so good and uh, like I was saying it's like I said what we were listening this isn't Colgara's theme this is freaking Tulin's theme because it's like the heroic you know Rito who is helping Link save the day and then Dragon Roost Island plays while he's flying around and shooting his bow at this thing (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so cool yeah this is just man this is so freaking good it's so good I it's amazing listening, you know, as as we near the end of the episode, thankfully, because this one did run a little long. But yeah, as as we near the end and we've listened to everything except our closeout track and we've talked about everything. It's just amazing going from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, comparing side by side Breath of the Wild soundtrack to Tears of the Kingdom. You actually mentioned this earlier while we were listening, right? We closed out that episode mm-hmm. last week, Hyrule Fields Forever. We closed it out with the field music from Breath of the Wild, which was literally nothing. So minimalistic, right? Nothing going on. A couple instruments here and there. And that was it. I think we likened it to a cat walking on a piano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, look at what we just played. It's 14 different, well, 13 so far, about to be 14, right? All of this stuff, and this is just barely, barely a small portion of what's available in Tears of the Kingdom. And there are elements of the soundtrack in Tears of the Kingdom that are reminiscent of Breath of the Wild soundtrack, right? A lot of the field music is still very minimalistic, but there's so much goddamn more music in this game and so well, much and even bigger music, Even like right? some of the returning music that we talked about today, Kakariko Village added and the Hinox battle, there are added elements, but you know, those are some of the strongest themes from Breath of the Wild, and so it makes sense for them to return here but they have a different twist. And so everything that the, the music team did with this, let's shout out those composers one more time because they did you, a fantastic you do it this job. Time. I did it. I did it uh, okay. twice. You, 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 did, you, you did it you twice. So yeah. you take the names this it time because you might uh, pronounce some of them better than I do here. <laughs> uh, so we are talking about Minaka Karaoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ohashi, and Tsukasa Usui. So great job all to all of them. Uh, my hat's off. Yeah, I can't I just can't like wait to see a game. breakdown because eventually we'll we'll know probably who was responsible for individual tracks. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't wait to see who did what in this game because man, it's just all so freaking good. Awesome. Awesome dude. Yeah, just this has been such a great such a great playlist and such a great way to uh, you know celebrate this game that we we both have been loving so much and um, that I, I wish that I weren't 40 years old because I really want to just stop recording and play it again for a couple hours but I can't I can't do that <laughs> my body will will rebel tomorrow if I try to do that so yeah still gotta work for one more day for now yep and we also have to talk about one more song before a very we lengthy track that we're closing out it with. is a, a very long lengthy one. nine and a half minutes basically but man, it does so much stuff. What are we talking about? So much stuff. Um, yeah, talking about the credits theme, there's really not much to say besides the fact that it does so much stuff because... Yeah, it's credits music. I think it's very good credits music, right? This is actually oh, it's great fantastic. credits music. It, it takes you on a nine and a half minute journey that just goes everywhere. Yep. And it's going to mean even more to us once we play it through the game and a lot of this stuff that we're hearing in the credits, we know what it calls back to. Right. Some of it we can already place. Oh, yeah. But, but you know, some of it is obviously it's, it's stuff we haven't really gotten to it yet. It sounds so like I can't a massive medley of certain areas and, you know, places you visit all mashed together to make one excellent track dude like it's really really cool how it transitions from one section to the next and some of these sections are just so dope yeah yeah it's it's super good stuff man but i just hope everybody enjoys it um it's a it's a long one but stick around to the end because the end will give you goosebumps it's incredible and yeah and yeah, let us know what you thought. If you've heard more of the soundtrack, you know, uh, give us a comment. Leave us, you know, a request to play something during Radio Hour. Um, yeah, and- guaranteed. Just because like the entire month so far has been dedicated to Zelda, I can promise you, Radio Hour next week is going to be heavy, heavy Zelda influenced. Um, yep. Not necessarily yeah. <laughs> just more music from Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think I'm bringing anything from Tears of the Kingdom to that episode. But yeah, I don't know. But but. I'll look I'll look through what you've played before and I've I've got some ideas I think as well. No, so. Knowing what a couple people have sent in and, and what I have lined up for the actual show um, the Radio R next week will be heavily Zelda influenced to just as it should be to close out the month everything else this month except for our opening episode on Alchemy was, was Zelda influenced so Yep 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 man and uh, it's been a fun month you know I've been with you for four episodes in a row and uh, you know it's been cool I've really enjoyed it so Yeah 
yeah, it's been nice having you around every single week as we, as we again appreciated the franchise of The Legend of Zelda. Uh, next month, you are also with me every single week. Don't think you're getting out of this just yet, Bedroth. Obviously, you're not on radio hour, but... <laughs> Yep. You know, next month, next month, you're here every week as well. Um, but also next, starting next month, Kyle from Play on Arrival and previously the host of the Media Files, but that podcast has concluded after its 150th episode. Uh, they they ended things after 150. But Kyle will be starting to appear on BG Mania about once a month, sometimes in a spotlight episode and sometimes in those off weeks when Bedroth, you are not here. Yep, 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 yep. So it'll be nice because, you know, it won't just be me. The only episodes now that will just be me should be radio hours, which those are just music anyway. So the matter doesn't actually matter. Doesn't actually matter. Yep. But yeah, this was a very, very fun episode. I can't wait to hear some of this stuff in game. I can't wait to finish this game, right? I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> And, I, and I'm not even excited to finish the game. I, I mean, obviously I am. I want it to last as long as it possibly can. But I'm excited to see how what I meant is like how the story concludes, right? I want to see how the game ends. So um, I'm going to be playing a lot more Tears of the Kingdom. I can't wait to talk about it more. If you want to hear more thoughts on more of my thoughts, at least. And I think Bedroth might actually try <laughs> to jump in on a play on arrival episode here as well. Uh, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Zelda, tune into these upcoming episodes of play on arrival, the weekly video game forecast. At least for the next two weeks, we'll still be talking about it over there as well. So uh, definitely, definitely check that out. But, Bedroth, do you have anything to plug before we get on out of here? Um, well, I actually have a, um, a promo that I'm going to share with you, and we'll see. If we don't play the promo on the show, then then what I what I say here will be, uh, will be enough. Um, Masters of VGM is coming back next month, as, um, you know, we, we may have alluded to. I actually don't remember because it's late and I'm tired. But uh, Masters of VGM was an event that we you started last year. Um, yeah, actually, uh, Ed from the VGM Embassy recorded one for his show. And Is I there asked music underneath it could... in the raw audio? I don't think so then then just send it to me yeah um yeah i'll send it to you and uh, if there is then we'll, we'll see you know whatever but it's uh uh not quite as many shows are participating this year i don't think but there are still quite a few that are coming back i haven't done as good of a job like you know pushing it as i did last year either so a lot of that's on me but uh we last year we talked about people who we thought were masters of video game music composition and this year, I thought it would be cool to kind of step back and look at some um, up-and-coming composers or some more unsung, like, you know, they're they're established, they've been doing this for a while, but they don't get as much attention for whatever reason as some of the big names, like your, you know, your Koji Kondos and Nobuo Matsus and Yuko Shimomura's and Yuzo Koshiro's. So uh, that's what we're all talking about this month or next month in June. A couple of shows may trickle into July like we did last year, but... Um, also excited to announce that uh, Prof Jeff, friend of the show, will be joining Brian and me for our episode of Masters of BGM. Yeah, so we've, we've mentioned we'll him quite a few that times here as we record, right? He's definitely been shouted out a few times on the show. And I know this will not be his first podcast. He has joined you previously on episodes of Very Good Music in the past. So Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually, uh, I'll have already gone by the time you'll hear this. But this weekend, I am going to be taking a break from Tears of the Kingdom because I'm going down to where Prof Jeff lives uh, to 
uh, hang out with him a little bit. And Prof Jeff is actually moving back up a little bit closer to where I am over the summer. And so uh, that's going to be nice. Hopefully, hopefully um, we might be hearing more from him in the future, if not on BG Mania, than on, on some other stuff that we might be cooking up. But uh, we'll see how that goes. It's very, very, very early stages of anything at all. So okay, Bedrath, um, you might have always, more to plug in the you're future. You're always trying to do something here. All right, all right. I am. I'm always trying to do something <laughs> by not more than I can chew. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not starting anything until I finish Tears of the Kingdom, at least. I'll say there that. You go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and we are finished now with this episode. That's all I've got to plug. <laughs> all right. Well, that being said, then, that is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania Made Possible, of course, by RPGera.com. If you like video game music and more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Bedroth, what are we closing out with? Read it all. Date, composers, one last time. We are closing out with credits from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, released May 12th, 2023, and composed by Manaka Karaoka, Maasa Miyoshi, Masato Ohashi, and Tsukasa Usui. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.